0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the High Ticket Coach podcast. The podcast for coaches who are committed to becoming masters of their craft and achieving higher levels of success, both for themselves and for their high ticket clients. I'm your host, Michelle Hext. Join me every week as I encourage you to dream bigger, go further and strive for greater levels of excellence in business and in life. I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to have a blast. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of the High Ticket Coach podcast. I'm very, very excited to dive into today's episode, and I'm delivering on my promise from last week, which is a conversation about how to integrate kind of all the sides of your personality to create a really powerful personal brand. Uh, and this is something that I struggled with for many, many years. And if I go back to, um, thinking about my very first, uh, job that I had back when I was probably 15 or 16, um, the first job that I had that I actually loved and and got to dress up every day and felt amazing. And I worked in this little shoe store. And you'd think, though, that I was on the runways of Paris every day that I rocked up to work because I had been working in a supermarket. Now, those of you that don't know my story, um, I grew up in that typical story of like domestic violence, sexual abuse, not a lot of money. Um, and I was forced to leave school at 14. And so I've been working since I was 14 years of age and not just like a part time giggo. You know, I I started working full time because I knew that um, work and a job was going to be the thing that allowed me to live the life that I wanted to live and and get out of home and, and do those things. And so by the time I was 16, I had moved out of home. Anyway, so going back to my job in the shoe shop after, you know, working in the supermarket deli, that felt like quite the up level for me. And as I said, every day, I would dress beautifully. I loved obviously that I had access to shoes. And I saw the first, you know, every shipment that came in, I was the first person to see them and to unpack them and try them on and put them aside. And I was basically working for shoes, not wages back then. But um, yeah, I took a lot of time and effort to put into the way that I, I looked it just felt like something natural to me I've always loved fashion and and looking good and things like that anyway fast forward to many years later when I find myself um, working in martial arts you know I, I opened my martial arts school and I very quickly became this person who, you know every day was walking around like a hot sweaty mess and in my dobok you know I would um train in the mornings I would you know obviously be taking care of my kids and all the rest of it they were pretty young back then and then I would um yeah put my dobok on and you know head into work and maybe j- drop into the shops before I went to work and things like that so a dobok if you don't know is a martial arts uniform in in karate I believe they call it a gi so um, yeah, walking around in my little white pajama set and, uh, I would train and then I'd go and do things after work. And usually I have, I don't walk on still. So it was really bizarre, right? And I went through these many years where I was all about the workout gear. And then, um, you, you would have heard me share the story about at one point I had my coaching business offices on one side of the street and I had my martial arts school on the other side of the street. And back in those days, you know, I used to dress really beautifully for my coaching days as well. And so I would dress up for my coaching and often I would get changed like superwoman in my office into my dough and then run across the street and run my classes in the evening, depending on whether my kids were with their dad or not. And so I've always kind of walked this line between just being this very masculine, I guess, kind of energy when it comes to my martial arts and my training and also this kind of feminine side of me that likes to dress up and you know you think that I would be okay with just being both but I I went through this phase where I was trying to fit myself into a box and I you know that the taco ad I don't know if you have it um in Australia we had this ad and they've got, you know, the hard tacos and the soft shot taco shells. And on the ad, the little girl, you know, everybody's like, Oh, do I want these? Or do I want these? And the little girl on the ad says, why don't you have both? And I always think of that, right? When I think about these two very different parts of my personality, visually, at, at least. And I just remember having a taco moment and thinking, what if I just decided to be both? What if I didn't try to just be this super professional woman that always is polished and what if I don't try to be the slob that just gets around in her workout gear with sweaty hair all day every day what if I just decided that in the moment I get to decide you know on on how I show up based on the occasion right and I kind of let that go and now I feel pretty good about it and now I I realize that I had to leverage um you know, the the parts of me that were really my favorite parts of myself and really, you you know, dial those up and amplify those and use those to create a brand. And so I'm going to take you through a little bit of a process to show you how I got there, because this has not been an overnight thing. Um, It really hasn't. Um, And for me right now, because I am in a phase of my life where I'm training pretty much every day I'm training very very hard so I'm not showing up a lot on video at the moment um, because I want to be protective of my brand I want my brand to look like you know it's well polished and put together and all of those things and and I've kind of made a commitment that for the most part I'm going to show up in that vein now right and so it means that I don't show up on camera when I'm a hot, sweaty mess these days anymore, which I'm okay with. You know, I I, I have another Instagram um, that's for fitness, just fitness. And I'm thinking I might just, yeah, switch that one back on and, and, you know, use that for my training stuff. Anyway, that's a whole, see, it's still a thing, obviously, isn't it? But when it comes to my brand, these are the things that I did, right? So I've arrived at this place where I've leveraged the best parts of all of those parts of me to create what I've considered to be a very strong personal brand. And so we're going to do one of three things, right? Well, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to write down all of the different personality traits that you have, all of the interests that you have, visually how you represent yourself just do a bit of a brain dump and write it all down. Or if you can't, because I'm a little bit like, I need lists, (laughs) I need categories. So I'm going to give you three categories and you can either do the brain dump first and then shuffle them into these three categories, or you can put headings down for these three categories and then like add, you know, fill, fill the gaps in. So I want you to head it. I want the headings to be love, all the parts of you that you love about yourself, all of the things that you'd love to do, for example, and then the things that you want to leave, like what are the things that you want to leave behind as far as you don't want this showing up as part of your personal brand anymore. And so for me, you know, that hot, sweaty mess hair not done kind of version, you know, I'm prepared to let her go (laughs) as far as this brand goes. So what are you ready to leave? And then what are you ready to amplify? So what are the parts of you that you wanna dial up so that they become, you know, the the basic overall identity piece, the overall identity, that self-identity, that you move forward with in your personal brand. So I'm going to give you some examples of some of the elements that, you know, I, that make up me, right? So the martial arts thing is a big thing. And I love that about myself. So you may not see me training on my Instagram stories these days very much, but you do know that I I do martial arts and the way that I get to bring this into my brand is through the level of integrity and transparency and level of commitment and strength and all of the things that my martial arts have given me and helped shape me into the woman that I am today. Those are really key fundamentals when it comes to a brand that I feel good about you know, deeply steeped in, as I say, integrity. Um, Indomitable spirit is one of the martial arts tenets that is very, you know, close to my heart. It's probably my favorite. You know, it's that ability to be resilient and to, you know, get up eight times when you've been knocked down seven and all that sort of stuff. So even though you won't see me wearing my dobok, you're still going to know that that the martial arts side of me is very, very strong, and I do bring it into my conversations when I'm interviewed quite a bit. Um, the gym is another thing, and again, you're not necessarily going to see me at the gym every day. But, but my people, the people that are in my world, uh, are people who take care of themselves or want to, you know, and they want to be inspired by the fact that you know they know that every day I'm out there going to the gym whether I feel like it or not, right? And so that becomes something that becomes a part of who I am it's part of my character that I you know my values around the way that I want my body to feel and function you know are pretty high you know I want to be energetic I want to be um, agile and mobile and I want to be I want my body to physically represent you know the the way that I live my life which is you know for the most part pretty healthy and a disciplined kind of life um the other thing that i am is a mum you know and i don't always talk about that so much but you know raising two kids you know for a lot of it on my own um and raising two kids that have had developed mental health issues over the years and quite significant ones um one you know with my daughter requiring a lot of hospitalization over the last few years um, or for many years actually and it's it's not necessarily something that I I talk about but I'm such a compassionate person I'm such a an empathetic person you know I know when people are going through stuff Um, my kids have taught me so much about how to not judge things, you know, on on face value for so long. You know, for example, I thought my daughter was doing really, really well. And I know her very well, but she'd hidden so much. And so things are not always what they seem, right? And like you can't make that look like something in your brand. It's not going to be a visual representation. But the look and feel that people have of any interaction with me is the kindness and the compassion, as well as, you know, I will kick your ass if required, but I'm a very kind person. I'm a very honest person. I'm a very strong person. And all of these things come from, you know, my life and and raising my kids and things like that. Travel is another thing. And I feel like I'm most on brand visually when I am traveling or when I'm you know visiting glamorous places and just having a really luxuriously abundant ridiculous time um that is definitely when i feel like i'm most on brand um, because that is my brand that is that is who i am and that harks back to that 14 year old girl that had her dream job in a in a shoe shop um Walking through the shop like she was on the runways at Paris, right? That is part of who I am. Well, before I could afford it, you know, the expensive things, the brand things. And to be honest, like a lot of the things that I purchase aren't brand, I just like what I like, right? I'm not liking it for anybody else. I like what I like, and it's that simple. And I let that be what it is, right? And when I travel or when I'm in up-leveled environments because I've taken myself away for a night or two, or I'm just having some sort of fabulous experience that I know you guys are going to love and be inspired by, then I get to share that with you as well. And all of those things come together, right? All of those things come together to make me a brand, Right. Um, and we don't need to try to make everything fit into a little box. We need to look at what are the parts of my personality and my quirks and the things that make me who I am. So maybe it's not martial arts for you, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's not travel for you. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's not having had, you know, a pretty shitty childhood. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, um, it could, it could be anything, right? Overall, the goal that we're looking for is what is the overall identity that I want to project with my personal brand? What is the overall identity? What do I want people to identify my brand with when they think of it? What do they think of when they think of my brand? What are the words that they think of? What do they visually think about? How does it make them feel? Do they feel inspired? Do they feel up level? Do they feel, um, I don't know what else you want to feel (laughs) in this particular moment, but you get where I'm going, right? And I feel like we've lost the art of putting the personal in the personal brand, So remember that it is personal. Your brand is going to be you. You are going to be the figurehead of the brand, regardless of whether your brand is called something else. In this space, for most of us, you know, we're solopreneurs and we're building businesses around our identity. And so don't be scared to do that. You are the brand. And if you want to put some distance between that and yourself, you know, you can do that through your products. You know, I have products that are part of, You know, the Michelle Hext brand, the High Ticket Coaching Institute is the next thing, but the 5k formula, all of the things that I run with, they're all parts of, they're all products that fit within my brand. And so if you think about yourself as a brand and the things that you do as products, it's a little bit easier, right? So if you were to think about yourself as an apple tree, right? You are the tree. The tree doesn't change. But the tree grows apples or grows fruit, and the fruit season by season comes and goes, right? Sometimes there are apples, sometimes there are another there there are no apples. But it's this constant, um, yeah, um evolution of of fruit <laughs> or products, right? So you are the tree. So you are the brand, and your products are the apples, you know? And we want to ask ourselves, I'm going to drop the Apple thing because I'm just confusing myself. Um, but if you just imagine yourself and you see yourself as the overall brand, the identity that you want people to consider when they think of you, when they see you, and then anything that you create from there, you know, is the product. The pro- And then you get to ask yourself, does this product fit underneath my overall brand? And so you might have some really random idea for an offer, and I'm not saying you can't do that, but if you want to feel like you have a single direction and you want to feel as though, you know, you, your brand makes sense to other people, then we want to try to make it fit, right? You know, so that everything seems cohesive, Um I've just found that over the years, if I try to go too far to the left or the right of what I do, it confuses my people. And it also confuses me a little bit. So I just always look at what am I known for? Like, what, what am I known for? What do I want to be known for? What's, you know, what's the product that feels right for me right now? And then just make a judgment call on whether that fits underneath your brand or not. Now I have an upcoming, five-day immersion. And if you go ahead and enroll yourself in the five-day immersion, then you will um, see that there is a, a two-part masterclass in there as a bonus. It's called Project You Inc. And it's about how to develop a personal brand based on you and your personality. And um, that sells on my website for $497 on the Michelle Hext website. But if you go ahead and enroll yourself in the immersion, you will get that for free. The immersion is $97. That kicks off on the 9th of February, Um, but you will have the opportunity to get that um, done, that workshop done ahead of our time together if that's what you so desire. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it there for this week. Um, But before I do, just a quick reminder um, to also come on over to Telegram. I am loving Telegram for being able to shoot you guys a really short piece of um, inspiration or a, a bit of a hack. So this morning, for example, I spoke about how I've set out my working week so that it I'm really super efficient. I get to focus on not just coaching my clients, but also days where I just get a lot done because my calendar is clear of anything other than projects. Um, you'll find the links for the immersion and the telegram link in the show notes. So um, make sure that you go and check those out and I will see you on Thursday have an incredible week until then and I will see you then thank you for listening to another episode of the high ticket coach podcast your review really means the world to me so please take the time to leave me a review I really do appreciate it I'd also love for us to keep this conversation rolling, and you can do that by joining my free Facebook group, Become a High Ticket Coach. You can also head to my website, michellehex.com, where that will hook you up with all of my other socials, and you'll be able to check out my blog as well for more juicy conversations and strategies and content that's really going to help you to grow and elevate your high-ticket coaching business. Have a great day, and I will be back very, very soon.